the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the Thursday show, the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is a radio program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering Bible questions and life questions. And ladies, today, it's a day specially set aside for you. So whatever is on your heart, if you need any encouragement, Paula is live in the studio to do it. All you have to do is call us, dial 210 210- Three four zero ninety five eighty five. That's three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll free at eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. Numerically, at six three zero five seven five seven. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. Uh, if you're driving in your car, I remind you every day the safest way to call is use the hands-free feature of your phone and use the free KSLR mobile app, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Our main number, one more time, is 340-9585. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, baby. I like saying that, even though we've been hanging out. Oh, I know. I know you say that quite a bit, and we have been hanging out, and that's good. But then I had to drop you off early today, because I'm busy. I had to go to my... You know, my other ministry. AGB? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, if you didn't show up at HEB for like two weeks, they would be convinced that you died. You know, in fact, before we go on vacation, I tell all my people in there and everywhere else we go, look, I'm not going to be here for a couple of weeks. I didn't die. I'm just going on vacation. I will be back. <laughs> but if I don't tell them, and like yesterday, this one guy says, hey, where you been? I said, I've been here. I've just been missing you because he and I have kind of the same haircut, Juan, and uh, we talk about that all the time. And so, yeah, when I'm not there, they miss me. When I don't go over there, it's like there's something. I, there's got to be something I need. So I need to run over here to H-E-B and just stand in the middle of the store until I think of something because it just feels like I'm supposed to be there. <laughs> it's my it's my ministry, Pastor Ron. Paul, a couple pieces of business before you get started. Uh, we, we want uh, the radio audience to be praying for Reuben. Uh, he's a frequent caller here on the mm-hmm. program, and he had surgery today, mm-hmm. and it was a life-threatening surgery. We haven't heard uh, any update, but we would appreciate everybody being in prayer. Ruben has had an exceptionally difficult few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been calling on this radio program for probably three to four years, mm-hmm. and um, physically and emotionally in all kinds of ways, we're, we're just praying that the Lord would touch him and things would get better for him now, so... Uh, Ruben, I don't know if you'll be listening to this uh, at the hospital. Probably not. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you go to the archives, and we just want you, Paul and I, we're praying for you today, been keeping you in our prayers, and we are hopeful that the Lord will do something really, really special. Yeah, in fact, I sent uh, a message to the producer in here uh, yesterday, just a little bit too late to remind us, you know, to pray for him yesterday. So, yeah, we've been praying for him. But we we remember to pray for we him. We remember to, and I know a lot of the radio listeners have been praying for him as well. So thank you guys out there. So 
The other piece of business is uh, we have a funeral to do tonight and, and sort of the back half of the same funeral tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, for Cuca Perez. Uh, um, um, just one of the bright lights of our church for the last 22 years, 92 years old. And on Sunday morning, she exchanged this old tired body um, for a new glorified physical resurrected body. And, <laughs> and with the energy she has, I'll bet she's walking all around Jesus' <laughs> throne saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. <laughs> so we're going to be doing that. And I'd appreciate your prayers. There's always unbelievers at funerals. And in this particular case, uh, she has a huge family, as you might imagine. And uh, we, we just are hoping that the Holy Spirit would sort of apprehend their hearts mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and uh, add to his family. Yeah. You know, uh, tonight's funeral, you know, when Kuka went into the hospital, I was thinking, Lord, she's 92. You know, we want her to come out, but she's 92, Lord. And so uh, now that she's with Jesus, I'm just so happy for her. I'm so happy for her. And yet we'll go to the funeral tonight. And because we'll all miss her, you know, um, there'll be tears, of course. Uh, but those who are believers, we don't grieve like those without hope. Those who are unbelievers, you know, um, we hope we get opportunities to say, he would say, don't cry over me. <laughs> you know, what about you? Where are you going to go? You know she prayed if, for whoever we are, we'll be talking to. You know she prayed for you every day. I mean, and, you know, I wasn't there with her. But I can say that with full confidence, she prayed for you every single day that you would be born again. And she actually has a son who's a pastor in Austin, and I was sure that he would be doing the funeral. I mean, if it was my mom, I'd want to be doing the funeral. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they asked me if I could do it. I said, are you sure? You've got a, an uncle who's a, a, a pastor. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, no, you were... Grandma said it was one of the granddaughters. You were grandma's pastor. Mm-hmm. She always wanted you to do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, just one of those one of those things. Yeah. So we're going to be doing that tonight at 7 o'clock. And so with those of you who obviously didn't know Kuka won't be at the service, uh, if you uh, want to pray, please pray for me and pray that people would get saved out there. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a sweet time. You know, Kuka um, had really wanted uh, singing, people singing worship songs. You know, as she left here to go be with Jesus. And um, I know we played some music for her, and I know some others played some music. I don't know if anybody actually sang, but one of the days um, Elvira was there, she took the video of Kuka herself singing. Remember, I was telling you about that? Singing those five verses in uh, Reynosa at the women's conference. And I just, I, I just can't imagine. Kuka seeing herself singing, um, she, you know, because she was aware that we were there. I can promise you she sounds better in heaven worshiping than she did that day. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> but she sounded pretty good. And so I, I'm, I'm more excited for her. But she's that sweet aroma that, you know, once the funeral is over and church gets back and, you know, one week no kooka right there, two weeks, no kooka right there. It's going to be kind of a difficult um, exchange of, oh, man, she used to sit right there all the time. We'll be talking about, we'll have kooka stories forever. So anyway, you know what I was thinking um, is that um, we have so many people who have been born here. You know, I was thinking about uh, a, a few of the kids who started kindergarten here, and they started kindergarten here after having already grown up here. Um, and now they're, some of them are teachers. Some of them you've married. Some of them you've dedicated their kids. And so from the beginning of their life to, like tonight we get to celebrate the home going of Kuka. What a, what a life we have, huh? It's so full, so rich. And then all the people and, and scenarios in between are just, who are we that God would allow us to be in this position? And so tonight, as you help us all celebrate um, Kuka's homegoing, I mean, you knew her. 
And she sure didn't know you. She loved you, Pastor Ron. She'd get up and listen to your radio program 5 o'clock mm-hmm. every, every morning. I'm not that faithful. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a couple. We got a couple callers holding on line, so let's go to them, and then we'll we'll come back. Let's go to San Antonio and talk with Rocky on line one. Rocky, thanks for calling. You're on the on the air. Uh, yes, sir. You know, I have no idea how I came across your program because I'm not really an AM listener. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I've come across it a couple of times, and uh, I just started listening, and uh, I kind of enjoy it. And Thank I especially enjoy when Paula's there. Maybe we could have her on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, my question is, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, Thank you. I come home. Well, I'm coming home from work, and uh, these people, like, I guess the homeless, they're asking for money, you know. And I've never mm-hmm. kind of given to them. And I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I was like, because sometimes I'll see them smoking, and I was like, oh, if I were to give you money, you would have bought money for cigarettes or but I don't know, I, I just, I, you know, I, sometimes I feel bad not giving money to them. I don't know, I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't know what what's your kind of opinion on that. I don't know. Um, Rocky, we've dealt with this before, so uh, let, me, let me share our heart, and hopefully this will give you a little bit of help. The first thing you need to know is guilt is from the devil. Conviction is from God, the Holy Spirit. Guilt is from the devil. And the difference between the two, conviction draws you to the Lord closer Guilt draws you away. Guilt says, well, I didn't do what I was supposed to do, so I'm no good. God won't hear my prayer. So it's pretty easy to discern the difference. Now, we want to be generous and we want to be uh, hospitable. Uh, The problem is we also don't want to be men and women who enable. So I I think what you have to do is take every case uh, on a case-by-case basis. Whenever you see someone and you're at a place where you could throw them a few bucks, or or bring him to get something to eat, something like that. I think those are the times when we stop and we just pray, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he'll be faithful, Rocky, to 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 put on your heart what he wants you to do. Uh, Paul and I have encountered this a bunch of times. There's a, a place we go to, an In-N-Out Burger, that's close to the church, and there's always some people there, and, you know, they got hungry, need food type things. And so what we'll tell them is, look, walk right across the street, go over to the In-N-Out, and we'll buy you lunch. And they've taken us up on that several times. We don't want to give money for booze. We don't want to give money for cigarettes or for drugs, which is the bigger problem. Um, so we just ask them, uh, why don't you come on over? Just get in line before us. We'll, we'll buy your lunch. And and uh, sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't because what they really want is money to buy buy uh, alcohol. So, um, Rocky, it's a, it's a case-by-case basis. There's most of the time I think we just go about our business but there are a few times when the spirit will lead and and you just know, um, I think I think God wants me to help them. And then what I tell them, no rules. I don't say, look, here, you, but you can't buy booze with this. Whatever I give them, we give them because we have it, because we want them to know Jesus loves them. And then what they do with it is between them and the Lord. But don't feel guilty if you don't. But I think this is one of those things where we ought to pray. And those are those flare prayers. Lord, what do you want me to do here? And and I think, Paula, that he'll be faithful. Uh, he's always been faithful to us uh, to answer. We have to be careful. We have to be um, uh, circumspect. Uh, there are safety issues involved. And um, uh, I've told Paula I don't want her giving money, uh, opening her car door, car window to somebody when I'm not there. Like I'm going to be able to do something, but the yes, point you is, can, baby. The Holy <laughs> Spirit will say, "You know, but, you got to protect her." <laughs> but the the point is that that what we really want to do is let somebody know that this isn't a gift from us. This is a gift from Jesus Christ. I especially like it, Paula, when they follow us over to the In and Out, and we're able to, mm-hmm. to to chat with them for a few minutes and buy them a burger, invite them to sit down and eat with us. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they want to get right back to where they can get some more money, mm-hmm. but once in a while. They'll they'll do that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We've been having that the same kind of uh, conversation because you know our world is so bad. I've seen like those twenty twenty shows where the people are asking for money, asking for money, and then they go around the corner and they get into a fancy car and go to a nice home. You know, I mean that just ruins it for the the the, the real people who need. And so I'm already cynical and skeptical, so those kind of things don't help me at all. And yet there's times where, you know, I want to buy some gift cards 
and and give them out from HB or Walmart or the the closest restaurant to where that person happens to be. We were somewhere the other day, and I and I had gotten a, a Panera Bread card, and I thought, is there a Panera Bread place around here? And there wasn't, so I didn't give it. But uh, yeah, I just Lord help me not to be. Indeed, be grateful. And- yeah, I think this is that's a good subject, Paula, to to uh, to to share here. Um, you know, we as a church, we just got scammed a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, and it was somebody who had the best story. I mean, they, I mean, they really went to a, a yeah trouble to to invent this story. Mm-hmm. And um, um, it was a husband and a wife, uh, and the story was so convincing. And you actually talked to them. And said, well, well, come by the church in the morning. and Got uh, a phone number. Yeah, they called yeah. me back. We were texting. I was sure this was legit. And yet. And, and it turns out it was somebody who was here a year ago with the same request. And we actually gave him a little bit more money. The reason I bring that up is because it's not, it's not important if we get conned. What's important is our heart in giving. And now uh, when, when I found out that it was a con... I kept saying, okay, Lord, they saw the love of God here and you provided more money than they asked for. And so use that to convict them, to draw them to you. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, I think we worry too much about the result and it's part, part of the culture that we're in. But instead of that, just give as the Lord leads, do it joyfully, and then don't give another thought. Appreciate it, Rocky. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to Felipe on line two. Felipe, thank you for being patient and holding. You're on the air. Oh, not a problem. Hi, Mama Paula, Pastor Ron. How are y'all doing today? We're well. doing well. I miss you already. <laughs> we miss you guys, too, so much. Uh, but That's what they all I, say, I, Felipe. I a, oh, you you know I do, Pastor Ron. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I, I haven't had a chance to call earlier in the week, but I just wanted to uh, just let you guys know how much it meant to us this weekend and uh, for you guys to be a part of our uh, that we're doing for, for you to to uh, head that up, Pastor Ron. We, it just meant so much to us, all the people at CCSA that, that helped out and, and made it such a memorable, memorable experience and made – made it look beautiful um it was great and pastor ron you gave me a spiritual punch to the nose i had it all planned out my little surprise for jordan and right before she comes through the door you said you whispered in my ear and you said felipe i want you to know once your wife comes through that door she's so beautiful as she is that's how much god loves you pastor ron that made my eyes well up so fast and I just lost it. <laughs> so you ruined that part for me. <laughs> but no, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Thank y'all so much. And I just wanted to also say, fellas, men's retreat is coming up. So oh, yeah. start asking yeah, start asking uh praying for it, praying about it first off and asking off of work, time off of work. You you will not be disappointed. I got saved. I'm about to turn 10 years old in the Lord. <laughs> I'm bringing somebody else new this year, Pastor Ross. So You always do. Uh, hopefully, yeah. uh, and I'm just, every year that's my plan to keep bringing somebody, somebody new. So I just wanted uh-huh. to say love you guys. We do miss y'all and uh, just hope you have a, a, rest, a happy rest of the afternoon. Thank you, Thank Felipe. You, God bless you. We love you. Now, for the audience, Felipe is part of the church plant that we just sent over to the North Alamo Ranch area, the northwest side of of, uh, of town. And, um, uh, you know, it always hurts to see people go. But, um, you know, th- these people are driving nearly an hour in traffic yeah. just to get here. Yeah. And they want to be involved in the midweeks yeah. and everything else. And uh, there's such a need for a church out there. And and Felipe and Jordan and some other people that are out there, it's just been a real, real neat thing to watch. Keep uh, Pastor Ellis and Killian in your prayers. We miss them as well. Um, uh, Killian was crying and laughing with me at the, the wedding renewal. That's what we did last weekend for Felipe. And uh, she, I, I said, you know, you could still get here for third service. 
if, if you just get there quick enough. And she goes, that's what I told Alice. <laughs> so it's just one of those one of those good things. Yeah. I love Felipe, but I have to correct him on one thing. You guys don't need to pray about going to a men's retreat. That is God. The devil would not have you go to a men's retreat, but you need to pray on how you can ask your bosses for the time off. <laughs> it's like, hello, may I please have these days off? It'll be better for your company when I come back. <laughs> I go. Well, we'll be talking about it uh, as the, in, in a couple of weeks. We'll start talking about it, but I want to invite everybody uh, the men in the in the audience um, uh, come out. You'll only be a stranger for a moment. Uh, September nineteenth through the twenty first. You can register online right now at calvarysa.com. dot uh, com, and we would love to have you out there. Every year we get a few people from the radio audience coming, and there isn't one of them who's ever sorry that they've been here. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing, Paula, that that uh, we enjoyed this weekend: um, uh, a, a regular caller. From uh, I, we don't hear from him a lot, but but he's been calling over a period of years. Who some years ago lost his wife, mm-hmm. and uh, he showed up in church on Sunday and introduced me to his new wife. Uh-huh. Uh, what ten days or something at the yeah. time? And fifteen so, days. Okay, uh, it just happened to be on the Sunday that our announcer was saying anybody celebrating their anniversary yeah. uh, in the month of August, and he raised his hand and said ten days, uh-huh. and so we were able uh-huh. to do that. So. Uh, George, I'm sure you're listening. You listen all the time. Uh, it was wonderful that uh, we got to meet her. I am so grateful to God mm-hmm. uh, for for blessing you with her mm-hmm. and blessing her with you. I leaned over George and told her that uh, I said, this is a really, really nice man. God mm-hmm. gave mm-hmm. He sure is. And uh, George, you, you chose well. And this is what I say to the guys quite often. You know you married up, right? <laughs> don't mess it up George anyway God bless you guys that was really sweet um, another thing I want to while we're talking about women now um, on September 7th we're having our first women's conference we've been having an annual uh, women's luncheon or tea at this same time um, but this year we're we're branching out and we're going to have a conference and it's September 7th from 830 until 4 We'll have a continental breakfast during the registration time if you haven't already registered, but you'll get your like your little name tag or whatever they're going to give you as you come in. And then um, we'll be having some skits and teachings. Uh, we'll all go out to different restaurants in the area for lunch, and then we'll come back and we'll have another teaching. And then we're going to have a Q&A. And so you can come and bring... Um, any question that you might have for uh, the panel of ladies. And if we don't know the answer, praise God for cell phones. We'll call Pastor Ron. He'll, <laughs> he'll answer our questions. And uh, the cost is very nominal. It's um, $15. Uh, we'll also have snacks throughout the day. And we're going to have some wonderful coffee, uh, coffees, uh, iced, hot, and, and um, regular and decaf. So it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. And we're going to have men serving us. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> yes. Hey, and by the way, I know Paula said the cost is $15, but if $15 is too much for you and you want to come, and this is just a special invitation to you in the audience, mm-hmm. uh, walk in the door and tell them you heard about it on the radio and Pastor Ron said to put it on his tab. Yes. And we'll take mm-hmm. care of it for you. We, we want you to be there. <laughs> And our producers saying True. decaf is not wonderful coffee. Did you say they're going to have decaf coffee? Uh, that's that's for me because I'm me and I don't need a whole lot of caffeine. And so this will be the first time I've been asking our coffee people, uh, excuse me, but can you please provide some decaf? They look at me like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but this year they're going to have some decaf. And I, then, then when they said they're going to have iced coffee, then I was like, well, never mind. I'll do regular Ice coffee, but anyway, it's going to be a fun time, so please come. And the dress is whatever you have. Just be comfortable, you know. It doesn't have to be fancy, but if you want to get fancy, fine. If you want to wear shorts and flip-flops, that's fine. Just. That's what I would wear. Just, I know, Pastor Ron. <laughs> just, just come and, and bring unbelievers. Um, the ages, 13, up until, uh, as long as you're living, 
13 is the youngest, so that's kind of mid-junior high. And see, Cuckoo would be here if she was still with you us. You know she would. Yeah, she just loves yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She sure would. See, it, was really, it was really good for, for the, the younger women in our church to have somebody like Cuckoo who's been walking with the Lord uh, virtually her entire life. Yeah. And um, what wisdom and, and what joy and energy yeah. did, oh, yeah. did she demonstrate to others. So yeah. I think it's a good thing. Well, Paula, we're inside now, but we're, we've got about a minute and a half left in this side. We said we don't have to, time to talk about what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. uh, on the other side of the break. But um, what have you got in your heart that'll take a minute? Um, that will take a minute? I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> what do you say? Radio time? This is it. I don't well, A minute? No, no. Okay, just, just sing something. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> but we're going to set up for next. the next half will be a partnership. And I'm glad I'm your partner. Thanks for coming to my door that day. It was many years ago. 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. This is the word to stand on for life. The date day edition of the program. We will be back on the other side of the break. See you in two minutes. to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the second half of our date day edition 340-9585 paula this morning we had the the privilege of sitting down with some people that um are, are i mean they've been at our church for a while mm-hmm We've been watching them grow, and and uh, it's becoming more and more clear that there's a real calling in their lives, and and we're on a path. We, no timetable set, but we're on a path um, to to um, uh, this man fulfilling his role as a pastor here mm-hmm. uh, at the church. And so we get to sit down and talk with them this morning at breakfast, and and just kind of share our heart, and uh, they they were able to share theirs. And and all I could think about was what a wonderful, wonderful God we serve. That He He, he touches people, He finds them the right home. And one of the things that we talked about as being so important was was partnership. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to use our life, our partnership as an example of of how important it is for the husband and wife to be in this together, to walk through it together. To let everybody know that they're in it together, mm-hmm. especially they have young children. Mm-hmm. So especially those with kids, they kind of know mom and dad are like one in this, like in a, a three-legged race or something. Mm-hmm. And and Jesus keeps them going, mm-hmm. keeps them from falling. And in the process, we were able to share with them some of the some of the really great things that we've seen God do just because we gave them the chance. Mm-hmm. And as we started telling those stories, mm-hmm. and they were asking the questions, mm-hmm. as, as we started telling the stories. Uh, all I could think about was, man, I'd forgotten all about those things until you start telling them, and then mm-hmm. the Spirit brings them back up. Yeah. And we look back on, on 25 years together serving the Lord. It's 28 that we've been serving together, but I mean, since we left to come to Texas. And we together have seen God do things that are unexplainable. Mm-hmm. We've lived... Wondering if we're going to survive this day. God, it's so hard. And then God just shows off in an instant, tells us to stop whining and keep walking. Yeah. And so uh, I, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about partnership mm-hmm. uh, in this half of the program. So yeah. um, have at it. Yeah, that was that was funny. And even as you're talking, I'm getting more stories in my head. So I might just mess this whole thing, <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing up. Even being here in this, our, our church is in a strip. Well, if people don't know that, but uh, just, you know, thinking about God's faithfulness. And when we came up here one time and we're getting ready to probably be evicted from our, our apartment, you know, because we couldn't afford it. And oh, my goodness. And we had like five dollars. So we went to the little Chinese food place right here. <laughs> Remember that one? And we got that box of fried rice and we're sharing it and it's cold and and uh What's going to happen to us, you know? God, he's supposed to provide all of our needs. And 
Oh, my goodness. That was that day where, you know, before I was this faith giant. He didn't bring us out this far to take us back again. You know, Pastor Ron. <laughs> so God's going to do something. But but nothing was happening. And so we spent our last five dollars on this fried rice. And I'm crying, kind of singing the blues, you know, and confessing to the Lord. Well, maybe my faith isn't as big as I was hoping it was, Lord. So I'm sorry. I know I trust you, but kind of a thing, you know. And um, so it was kind of one of those where you put your arm around me. Who you know, We're eating and, and, you know, everything's going to be okay. God hasn't forgotten us. And so we walked back home and my head's a, a little bit higher. And, and then on the answering machine, uh, we got this reprieve of two, you weeks. Know, two weeks. That was like <laughs> eat eternity for us. But just so many little stories like that. And then. Uh, you, you remember the day when I went out walking with Jesus? We had nothing in the house. We were, we were out of pennies. <laughs> we're out of soda crackers. Mm-hmm. Had nothing except water to drink. <laughs> and it was one of those days I'm out early. I don't know why it is. You always wake up early oh, when yeah. you're hungry and the day's going to be really, really long. And I, I walked right across the street. Our apartment was right across the street from, from the old location of the HEB mm-hmm. here in Universal City. And I was standing there and I cried out. I said, Lord, we're so hungry. Is there anything? And and I looked down and a $10 bill had blown across the parking lot and landed right at my feet. <laughs> I remember this. I'm so and, sorry, Pastor Ron. And I ran home. I, I picked up the $10. First, I, I wanted to do the right thing. Yeah. So I went to HEB and said, has anybody reported losing $10? No. Okay, well, here's my number. If anybody's got it, I didn't want to leave it with them. <laughs> yeah. If anybody's got it, we'll pay them back. Yeah. And and uh, I, I ran back into into our apartment and said, Paula, Paula, $10 blew up my feet. And you said, it did not. <laughs> That's why I'm apologizing to you right now, because basically I said, no, you lie. <laughs> I said, no, it didn't. And you said, yes, it did. And we you walked me over. What kind of faithful wife do you have? Oh, my goodness. But, but we bought um, a loaf Red, of bread and bologna, some bologna and a can of soup. Yeah. And we just thought, this, this will last us forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But, but those are the little things. Yeah. At the time when little things meant so much. I was sharing with the couple that we were with today uh, about ministry. One of the things is you learn... That the, the really big steps of faith that you take now that involve um, hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases, uh, they're, they're really not as difficult as those early steps of faith were when we were hungry, when we had nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you just get to the point where you've seen God do so much in your life that you expect him to do what he said to do. Mm-hmm. And, and not saying yes... <laughs> Uh, not walking by faith is an option. That's why it's so important that we are husbands and wives in Christ, but we're partners in walk by faith. Hebrews eleven six says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And I never want to find uh, us, I, I never want to put you in a position where you can't please God because we're not walking by faith. And so it's just a matter of saying, Lord, you made this promise. And I'm going to believe you. And if I suffer for a little bit, if I go hungry for a little bit, if things don't work out the way I wanted them to work out, you've still got us. And continuing to walk over and over and over Mm -hmm. is the key. Just don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. You know, I remember even kids night, you know, we used there was a young man that came from California and he started kids night going great for a little while. And then he had a, girlfriend come out here and she saw how truly poor we were and it just didn't suit her and so she left and uh, it affected him and one day I'm cleaning the apartments and I see him all his stuff is packed in his car he hadn't said bye to you or me and he left but the kids were still going to come to our house on Tuesday night and so Who's going to teach him, Pastor Ron? But you. And um, <clears throat> this young man was working and he was, you know, helping out a little bit. And uh, now we are responsible for kids' night. So, you know, we barely had food. And, uh, but I got to give him something. 
So a lot of times it was just like those, you know, a handful or a napkin full of some popcorn. But I don't know even how it happened, but the, there was a local donut shop, and they heard about what we were doing, and at the end of the day, they had these donuts left over, and instead of just throwing them away or giving them to somebody else, they asked if I would love them for kids' night. I mean, just that's a simple thing, but that was huge <laughs> back then. You know how angry I got at those kids who uh, who started eating those donuts because I wanted them. <laughs> Don't eat those donuts. <laughs> <laughs> but God has always, always been faithful. We had that car, Ron, where we had to put our, that was given to us, we had to put our feet up because the transmission fluid, I we come to find out, um, was seeping into yeah, it the... it wasn't transmission, but it was, it was what coolant. Was it? Oh, coolant, yeah, because yeah. it was green. Antifreeze, I know, yeah, yeah antifreeze. Okay, I just knew it was green, and we couldn't put our feet on the carpeting. So, you know, and you had to continually pump the gas pedal to keep the car going. and To keep it from stalling yeah. at the stop sign. Yeah, or the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, we're going to do our first funeral, and we had that car. But before the funeral, the elder board, your elders said, you have got you have got to get another car. This thing is going to kill you because we could write our name on the inside of the windows from the fumes from that the were yeah. yeah the chemicals that were collecting on the window. And I just we got the car like what two days before our very first funeral. And I didn't realize that that the pastor is the second car behind the hearse in the funeral procession. <laughs> Can you imagine? We never would have finished that funeral in that other car. Let's take a break, Paul, and take a phone call. we got Jeff on line one. Jeff, thanks for calling. You're on the radio. Hi, Pastor Ron. It's my third call this week. I apologize. But Paul, no apology necessary. Uh, no, I told him. I heard him tell you you could call any time yesterday. So today's any time. I'm glad to hear your voice. He did. You too. So is there bologna in your refrigerator still? Or did you well, stop eating that? Well, we actually stopped eating it, but I still like it. Mm-hmm. But we we stopped eating the bologna because now we 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 don't have any problems now with eating. Yeah, Jeff, it was so funny that you asked that question because uh, we were so poor. You know, you had the government cheese and the government bologna. Uh, yeah, bologna, those big round hunks, um, but peanut butter and jelly and oatmeal. There was a time, Jeff, where if I saw another <laughs> roll of bologna, and I didn't think oh. me or my kids would ever eat peanut butter and jelly again, but now we're, we're good. We eat all that stuff again. Do <laughs> you have plans to, to write a book? Because some of these stories are just amazing. I mean, your testimonies are, are, are just, they're, they're writable. I mean, I'm, your kids know all these stories, but... And your congregation yeah. probably knows most of them, but I mean, you should you should write. I mean, it would be yeah. amazing what people in ministry go through. And uh, I still can't get over I still can't get over the fact that you came to San Antonio and had never been here. Yeah. Wow. You know, Jeff, I, I was telling uh, the the couple that we were meeting with today. I was telling. That one of the gifts God has given me, and he's given me several, but one of the, the in fact, perhaps the, the greatest gift in retrospect, is that when he washed me of my sins and asked me to come into his family, I realized at that point that from, from that day forward, I never had a choice besides obedience. And so when God said to come to San Antonio, it wasn't like he was asking my opinion or what I thought. And so it, it just never occurred to me to say, well, you know, Lord, we've never been there and it's scary and we don't know what Texas is going to be like. Um, we just said, yes, sir. Yes, Lord. That's what we're going to do. And, and I think one of the biggest deficiencies in Christians lives, as well as deficiencies in the churches that we attend, I think too many of us think that we have a choice when God tells us to do something and we simply don't. I, I wouldn't want to end up in the belly of a whale. Ooh, me either. I mean, yeah. I mean, the word is just so full of like, hey, obey or 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 not. I mean, my wife and I were called to San Antonio, not necessarily to start a church, but for ministry. And we both said, why would we want to leave where we are now? 
mean, we've got so much work to do here, but it was very clear, and we saw after a few years why he wanted to hear. And um, I'm, I'm, well, I don't remember, I'm, I'm Jeff the Methodist, so we're going through some really, really very sad times with, with that denomination. And uh, so much, I didn't even want to bring that up. Now, I had another question that was actually my wife asked me. Hey, if it's Paul is there, you got to ask her this. But anyway, that's that's another conversation. But but I'm just so impressed with with these stories. We've been we've been through a lot of the similar things, and I think it's you know when you start singing the blues, you made a comment, Paula, about you know singing the blues. Um, You've got to know pain before you can. You need to be. We're wounded. I mean, we're broken and poured out. Mm-hmm. Or, or to be used by God, and, yeah. I, and I'm just so I'm so grateful for those kind of experiences and to hear other people share about those things. I remember one time coming down to forty dollars in my bank account, and God, how are you going to get me out of this? I remember just going to the altar and saying, "You know what? I'm not worrying about it. You take it. It's all I have, and I know you're going to do something." And sure enough, the following day, he did something that I could never even have imagined. Yeah. So we've, we've just been through that. Incredible. Thank you, Jeff. We, 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 so, yeah, we have so many of those stories where God provided um, uh, the exact amounts of money we needed for something, or God provided above and beyond what we expected him to. Um, just so many stories at just the right time. And we, we now look back and understand he was preparing us for a unique ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if everything that we're going to do is free, and, and most of this stuff, I didn't know we're, everything we are going to do is going to be free back then. But God was building sort of a trust bank account um, between he and I. And in the process of doing that, it just got to the point where God has been so faithful that it's impossible to say no to him. And there are times when our flesh wants to say no. But uh, mm-hmm. we don't even consider it. We don't even consider it because uh, he's the one in charge. He calls the shots. Real, real quick, just addressing Rocky, your first caller, and I appreciate how you said, you know, don't let, don't feel guilty because yep. there's so much need out there. And my wife and I have been the past several years working with immigrant families, and we do a lot of work down on the border, uh, both on both sides in Mexico and here in the United States, and. The thing, I think, the story that stays with me is when Jesus healed the ten lepers, and you know, <laughs> then I healed ten. How many came back to, to to give thanks? And and it's just like everything that that he has already he he went through everything already. So I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I can just say, look, you just don't tire of serving, don't tire of trying to do good, and do as much good as you can to as many as you can. And, and Jeff, Jeff, what's what's interesting is that uh, um, that's my study this coming Sunday. We've arrived in Luke oh. chapter seventeen. Uh, I'm, I'm beginning in verse eleven. Uh, so my my entire study is going to be the ten lepers uh, this week. Oh, yeah. One of these days, I'm going to show up at a Bible study, and and I'll just well, surprise you, you. I can't. I can't wait. If you wait do, to you, 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 you owe me a hug, buddy. God mm-hmm. bless you. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, you Jeff. Hey, and right. thank thank you for yeah. ministering to. The immigration population, yeah. that's just amazing. Yeah. And you know what, uh, Jeff, uh, Pastor Ron did a study we were at Church at the Beach this summer um, from Nehemiah, and in it he said, or when he came back, he, he said this to the church, that brokenness prepares us to share God's heart. And we, we have to go through uh, difficulties. If you know, I, I was so angry at Ron one time, not angry in a bad, bad way, but kind of frustrated because I was like, well, how come we can't have six months of savings? You know, and he told me, Paula, if we have six months of savings, you're putting your faith in that and not in Jesus. And he said, um, you know, this is how I've been learning. You know, I'm praising the Lord for um, him putting Ron in my life. Uh, but he said, if I can't live by faith, how am I to teach others to live by faith? And so, um, yeah, we have to go through stuff so we can have God's heart and also uh, brag about how he pulled us through. 
And so, yeah, we there is a book out there floating around, uh, which will be finished one of these days, Jeff. I've been saying to Pastor Ron, write the book, man. Come on, please write the book, um, because it's Don't going to in, it's going. Yeah, see, there you go. Help me out, man. It's going yeah, to encourage right. and, so and, many people. And when you get some royalties from it, you can buy a webcam and put it on your bench and see who's sitting there, like any time of the day, all through the year when you're not there. <laughs> Oh, have, have a webcam where I can talk. Hey, what are you doing on my bench? Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Jeff. God, God bless you. Appreciate it. And, and all of you, you know, instead of sitting around complaining about the immigration situation, instead of taking sides politically, uh, do what Jeff is doing. Go down there and do the work. Love the people. And um, just see if you don't get God's perspective on that issue. Let's go to Jimmy, who's been holding for a long time. Jimmy, I'm so sorry. Thanks for being patient. You're on the air. Hi. Um, uh, we, we, uh, my boss told me, told me three weeks ago that, that none of us could take vacation because we lost one guy. He just, like, quit on us, like, three weeks ago. And, and uh and I want to go to this retreat, the 1920 to 21st. And then, you know, I just want y'all to pray that God changes their heart. I've been doing the same thing, but but hopefully we're going to train somebody next week, and he's gonna, we're going to train him. So hopefully it works out. Okay. But she doesn't really like she doesn't, she doesn't really doesn't like us taking vacation calls. You know, we'll I, I don't. I haven't taken. I haven't taken no vacation at all this year. So. <laughs> only when 19, I go see Doctor Peters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only only when I go see Doctor Peters, I take that day off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, Jimmy, God, God bless right. you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, you know, you know, Paula. A lot of times, people think, "Well, I can't get off. I, I'm, I'm stuck." And um, but but God moves the hearts of people. Yeah, He does. And if He wants you there, God will move their hearts. Yeah, so does. ask, ask the question. Mm-hmm. Felipe is always calling, talking about what a life changing event it was for him ten years ago. Oh yeah. Um, on on la- this past Saturday, we celebrated his fifth wedding anniversary. It was on that day we did the renewal. Mm-hmm. Um, and had he not been at that retreat, God would never have brought Jordan into his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, think about that. And and. It just, they're life-changing in many, many ways, those those retreats. Yeah. He had a couple of guys who had gone to the retreat, you know, over the years here at um, his renewal. And I talked to one of them for quite a while, and he was just over the moon as far as the teaching. And he said, but I'm not going to talk to Pastor Ron ever again. <laughs> he was joking. He said, oh, he hit you right in the eyeball. He said... <laughs> To the husbands at this men's retreat, if you and your wife have trouble, it's your fault. And he's, he said it made him sit up and reflect. This is how, why I, I really admire him. And I told him to his face. He said he went home immediately and shared everything that he learned at that retreat with his wife, including the statement of, Honey, we we have some problems in our marriage. And Pastor Ron said, it's all my fault. And I'm going to do my best with the power of the Holy Spirit to right the wrongs. Anyway, she's sitting across the table from me at the renewal while he's talking about this. And she is just about as beautiful as she can be. They have a new little baby. And it looks like things are going well. But he said he did say, I'm not talking to Pastor Ron. <laughs> it's, it's a wonder people don't punch me sometimes isn't it? well Paul we're inside three minutes now so let's finish what you were talking about in terms of partnership or whatever's on your heart and we'll yeah you know um, how can two walk together except they be in agreement and so it's not you Pastor Ron just going to the church and you know I'm the little woman who stays home no 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 we are united in this uh, I know we've had questions before where people would say so how do you balance um, ministry and marriage? Well, we don't really. I'm married to the pastor, but you were my husband first. And so you're still that same guy, as far as I'm concerned, uh, just better. <laughs> 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 I, 
You picked me. It's your fault. <laughs> yeah, actually, you came to my door and the Holy Spirit said, this is the one for life when I wasn't even saved. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really thrilled. Cause, Do you think it's going to last? You know, it's lasted quite a while, huh? 49 years. 49 years. That's crazy. We're going to be married 47, 47 next, next month. month. Yeah. Amazing. But how fast it's gone. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that I'm partnering with you in this women's conference. Um, that I'm pastor's wife and I get to teach the God's word, that I get to encourage ladies that I'm on this radio program. That's all the Lord. But it's because he told me that you were the one for life. Can you imagine had I said, huh, no. <laughs> you know, Paula, um, we get asked a lot about this balance between ministry and marriage. How do you have enough time for this or time for that? And, and the answer is there's no balance. We're all in. You're all in. I'm all mm-hmm. in. And God gives us plenty of time. We yeah. hang out. We, we, you're my friend. Um, we don't have to worry. Th- those are God's problems. Mm-hmm. What we've got to do is be in a place where we're being obedient to the Lord. That's where the power of the Spirit is, is poured out. And our, sometimes are we busy? Crazy, crazy busy. Yeah. But there's always enough time because Jesus is there and he, I guess, lives outside time and space. Yeah. Coming up to 30-second mark. So Wait, what do you want to? Be a partner. You and your husband, you and your wife, be partners in this ministry of life. Be on the same page with your kids. You are one in Christ, so tell your parents, hey, get out of my marriage. Um, me and my wife, we, we're doing this thing. Please pray for us. We're heading out immediately to get to the funeral tonight. Woo-woo. And hope somebody gets saved. Yes, please. May the Lord bless you and keep you and keep Reuben in your prayers as he recovers from his surgery. Yeah. God bless you. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow. At 4 o'clock on AM 630, The Word. See you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.